0: the first chapter. Praise God. I thank God for people that find value in the Word of God. That this is, uh, hallelujah, so much more than anything else we can find. There's a lot of entertainment. I spent a lot of time before I came to God just, just watching a lot of foolishness and Feeling like I just had all these things that I liked. And then I found out what God can feed your spirit. Amen. I've come to be fed. I've come to be strengthened. Amen. Come to be taught. Come to be challenged. Sometimes, hallelujah. Sometimes we need to be challenged. Hallelujah. To get on firmer ground. Amen. And God just helps us. Praise God to be everything we need to be. You're going to find out how much he really does care about us. we are turn to Ezra, the first chapter. Father, thank you for your presence here already. Lord, the prayer, the Lord, the worship, God, the testimonies, and Lord, everything, God, just that you have put together that we can come before you together as a body, Lord, and love you. And we thank you for that, God. We ask you, please, to just anoint your word, God, that it would get down into where we really need it, Lord. It's got to be more than just hearing with ears that are physical, but uh, that it would get down to spiritual hearing, God, and that you would help us, strengthen us, Lord, and build us up in this hour. We love you so much, Lord. We praise your worthy name, and we ask it all in Jesus' name, amen. Ezra 1, there's a lot more going on here. We're going to read five verses. And uh, if you don't really know what's going on, just hang in there. We're going to bring you up to speed. Ezra 1, verse 1, Now the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. Oh, I'm asking God to stir up some spirits this morning. Amen. Stir us up down inside of us, God that he might he made a proclamation throughout all the kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth and hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you, all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. Whosoever remaineth in any place where he sojourneth, let the men of his place help him with silver and with gold, with goods and with beasts, beside the free will offering for the house of the Lord that is in Jerusalem. Then rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah. And Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all them whose spirit God had raised to go up to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. God bless you. You can be seated. Let me give you a little background where we are in the book of Ezra. God is dealing with this king named Cyrus. See, the people of God are not in a great place. Sometimes we find ourselves in in, in troubled times. Amen? And uh, this is one of those places where the children of God, well, they couldn't blame anybody but themselves, really. Amen? Because of their own sins, God sent the warning of the prophets, the men of God, to say, Turn away from sin, or else judgment is going to come. And they ignored them. They... They did their own thing. Did their own, did it their own way. God continuously calling them and saying, Come on, get right. Turn back to God. Give your whole life to Him. He loves you. He's going to give you everything you need to be victorious. But they refused and they rebelled. And God sent the nation of Babylon into the land of Israel. And He took captive, took prisoner the people of God, drew them out of the land God gave them and brought them into Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar was the king at that time and and uh, Nebuchadnezzar destroyed their place of worship, destroyed their temple, that beautiful temple of Solomon. He destroyed the gates of the city of Jerusalem, the walls around the city, so that they could no longer be a nation that could defend themselves. But in this time, in this time where Jeremiah was saying, come on, turn back to God. Come on, repent of your sins. Come on, know that God, is His ways are so much better. And they kept refusing and rebelling and judgment was certain. Jeremiah, 150 years before the book of Ezra was penned. Listen to this now. A hundred and fifty years in the middle of the trouble, in the middle of the sin, in the middle of God's wrath, anger, judgment. He speaks through Jeremiah and names a king of the Persians that would come one day. He says, calls him by name and says, There's going to come a time when I'm going to come back and I'm going to deal with you. And I'm leading you out of this as prisoners, but I'm going to bring you back and establish you. That's the mercy of God. He said, I'm going to stir up the heart of Cyrus. And he's going to come. Called him by name 150 years prior. Said he's going to be my servant. That I'm going to deal with him. See, in your worst hour, God's still working. God's still got a plan Even when you fight against God Even when you're running against God Hey, God's got His hand on your life He's not going to leave you He's not going to forsake you He's already planning their comeback He's already planning them coming back and, and being His people again But He's teaching them a lesson How many times have we needed a lesson? I shared with somebody Going through a hard time here recently I said, listen I've been doing this a while. doesn't make me any better than anybody else. I'm just like you are. But I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Amen. And I'm just praying and asking God to help me to teach folks how to, how to maybe learn it the easy way. I wish I had enough sense to go ahead and say, hey, you made that mistake. Help me so I don't have to make the same mistake you made. Save me from some mistakes. Because I made some mistakes and God's helped me get to where I am today. Because, and God was working on them. Now this time, this is the time after Nebuchadnezzar passed off the scene and other kings of Babylon, Belshazzar, was, was there at one time and, and God, uh, God worked against his arrogance and pride and brought in the Medes and the Persians. And now we are under a Persian rule which is modern day Iran and, and these, uh, this man Cyrus comes in and he sees it and God starts working on him. See, I'm telling you, it seems... I would, I would have never thought it would have been the farthest thing from, from my mind to think, how are we going to get through this? How's this ever going to work out? Our temple is destroyed. We are transplanted as captives and prisoners in a foreign land that doesn't love our God. How are we ever going to get back to where I need to be? It's hopeless. And God was stirring the heart of a pagan king of Persia and said, hey, you just tell them that I'm the God of heaven and help let my people go back and rebuild that temple. Let my people go back and rebuild that wall. And that's where Ezra and Nehemiah also start. Nehemiah is about rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. And Ezra is about rebuilding that temple. Everything had been broken down. Everything had been destroyed. All hope seemed to be taken from them. Sometimes we go through times like that. But God had a plan 150 years before that. Called the man by name who He was going to stir their heart. And thank God there were some of God's people whose hearts were stirred as well. Hallelujah. Let me read this to you. I've already said it, but King Cyrus of Persia would one day make it possible for the Jews to return from their exile in Babylon. Isaiah predicted this great event, even mentioning Cyrus. I said Jeremiah, it was Isaiah, I'm sorry. If even mentioning Cyrus by name in Isaiah 44, 28 and 45, 1, some 150 years before Cyrus's time. So God starts stirring up people. God starts working on his children. Not everybody, this is a sad part. Not everybody was stirred up to go back. Some people just kind of eased into a new normal. Hey, we're just gonna go ahead and make the best of this bad situation. We're just gonna, gonna just settle in and, you know, try to be a little bit more like the Persians maybe now since the Babylonians are off the scene and, and we're gonna, we're not doing so bad. You know, a lot of people get satisfied with just surviving, but God's people aren't made to be survivors. We're made to thrive and be blessed and find the will of God even though seems, things seem hopeless. God's gonna work it out. People got stirred up. It was a minority, really, a small group of people that really got stirred up and said, we, we we, don't belong here. This isn't the way we ought to be. We shouldn't be defeated. We shouldn't be discouraged. We shouldn't be out of out of the will of God. We need to get back to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let me, let me take you here to Ezra, the second chapter. I just want to spend a little bit of time here. God starts stirring up some people. Not a big group. Amen. Uh, not, not a large group, but, but a remnant. A small group of people that are saying, hey, there's more to this than just going through the motions. Hallelujah. Somebody sat by and said, well, I, I love God as much as you. I pray all the time. Hey, good, but I want to get busy and start doing the will of God. I pray too, but, I, but I, I'm not satisfied. There's something in me that's calling me to more amen i don 't want to be just like the world i don 't want to be just like this generation god 's calling me out that 's what the church is that called out too many buildings of uh, uh, of so called believers are haven 't really been called out of the culture haven 't been really called out of of the times that we 're living in under holiness under righteousness under under god 's truth the Bible talks about if you look down a, uh, the second chapter of Ezra, it starts naming some of the families and how many were going. And it's the reason they're naming the families that are going and not the families that aren't, because this is a small list, really. I know it's it might be kind of tedious to read, but compared to everybody that was out of the plan of God, this is a very small list. And, and I want to call the attention to something. I don't want to spend a lot of time with it, because we got somewhere to go with this. But in verse 58 of Ezra 2, it talks about the... Uh, the Nethanemes. Ezra two fifty eight. All the Nethanemes and the children of Solomon's servants were three hundred and ninety two, and these were they which went up from Telmelah, Telharsa, Cherub, Adan, and Immer. But listen to this. This kind of goes along, some of you that were there Wednesday night with we talking about the, the shadows of the Old Testament. Talking about the natural things that point to supernatural things. Yeah there were people that needed to go back and start being laborers. Yeah. It wasn't just, hey, I am believe, but it's somebody that needs to get to work. Yeah, right. Amen? Didn't Jesus say, I pray for laborers? Amen? Yeah. And they needed some people that were going to minister. They needed some people that were going to, going to encourage and, and work for the kingdom of God, but also uh, uh, Levites and priests. And the Bible says there were some of these Solomon servants, the Nethanemes. And uh, it says, But they could not show their father's house, their seed, whether they were of Israel. There were some folks that they were coming along and they were interested in being a, being a ministering, but they couldn't prove that they were part of the covenant. Down later in verse 62, it says, These sought their register among those that were reckoned by genealogies, but they were not found. Therefore... Were they as polluted from the priesthood? I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but in order to really be useful for the kingdom of God, you got to be born again. Amen? These folks couldn't prove that they were part of the covenant of God. See, you are born into this family naturally, but Jesus said in the New Testament, you got to be born again. Amen. I've had folks just here recently give me a call and say, hey, I'd like to come out and minister. I'd like to come out and preach. I'd like to come out and praise. And I, and I said, well, you know what? The Bible says know them that labor among you. I want to know you got the truth in your heart. I want to know you're godly. I want to know you're living right. I, I, I'm not just somebody that says, oh, they just seem like they had some kind of gift. You know something? That's why we got so much scandal, so much sin, so much filth in pulpits, amen, and pu- and, and on platforms. We need folks that can say, "Hey, I have had a born again experience. I can tell you how I was saved. I can tell you how I was born again. I can tell you about my relationship with Jesus." Right. Amen. These folks they said, "You know what? We want to help you. We want to be a part of this. There's a lot of folks going out hiring people." You know, we need a musician. Put out an ad. Amen. All kind. we we need somebody to 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 teach Sunday school. We're going to we're going to try to get somebody to read a resume. Rather than find out, are you living for Jesus the you walking with God? Amen hallelujah I, I've, I used to help us lord i, I don 't want to spend a lot of time on this but but years ago, when I was working. Uh, before I was ever pastor, and, but I was inviting people, and I was telling people about God. I was handing out uh, tapes of, of preaching, just to help people see how God is moving, God is working. And and, and uh, a, a woman that I talked to, she she needed God. I'm not trying to put her down. She just needed God. She she was living a life that was that was uh, man. God had a lot better for. Her, let's just say amen. And, and, uh, it was well known some of the things she was doing and, and, and it was, you know, she needed a savior and I, I, I invited her and I, and I talked to her, uh, about Jesus and, and, and she's a, uh, try to be a friend. And, and she told me one day, I feel like because she was stirred up and kind of seeing some other folks that were coming to church and other folks getting excited about what God was doing. And she said, well, I'm going to go to church, but I'm not going to go to that church. I'm going to find one maybe a little closer to me and I'm going to go in that. And, I, and she came to me kind of smile and said, hey, uh, I went to church. I said, that's exciting. That's great. I'm glad to hear you're going to church. I'm glad to hear you're taking a step in that. I've been praying for you. And she said, yeah, I'm a Sunday school teacher. I'm watching some of the children, of the younger children in the nursery actually helping them with activities and all. And I thought, help us, Lord. This isn't somebody who even claimed to be a child of God. And everyone said, "Hey, I prayed and God came down and helped me." Hey, you gotta, you gotta know them that labor among you. Right. They, they told me hey, they said, "You know what? Until you can prove you've really got this kind of, you're part of this covenant." You know what? We're gonna find people that are stirred up by the Holy Ghost to help us. Amen. We're gonna find folks that understand what this is and who we are and have this same vision, same purpose. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Ezra, the third chapter. Praise God. Verse 1, it says, we're getting somewhere here. Ezra, the third chapter, verse 1. And when the seventh month was come, the children of Israel were in the cities, and the people gathered themselves together as one man. Thank God for unity. That's how we get things done. They gathered themselves together as one man in Jerusalem, and stood up, Jeshua the son of Josadak and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel. And the, his brethren, and listen to this, they builded they builded the altar of God of Israel to offer burnt offerings there thereon, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. First thing they did was get together and build themselves an altar there, there, there's a lot of other things that needed to be done, but first we got to have an altar in our lives we got to have a place where we can meet with God. And cry out for mercy when we need it. Amen? We need a place where we can touch God and say, Lord, I'm sorry for an old life. Lord, I'm sorry for my past. The Bible talks about they that are called by His name, that they would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. They needed an altar in their life. So they got together and they labored and they worked and they built up an altar, a place of prayer a place of consecration a place of dedication a place where the old life is dead now i'm not looking back i'm telling to move forward god how important it is for the church today to have a build a place the altar in your life amen have a place but listen it's a building process I want to get back to the importance of an altar, but I want, to, I want you to understand that what, what I'm really trying to get at here is things were a mess. They didn't have a temple. They didn't have an altar. There were problems, but they were now engaging in the process of building, of laboring, of getting where they needed to be. There's a lot of times we come in our lives, it might be your, your family, that there is things that have been pulled down and destroyed. It may be your own life, your own heart. Uh, it might be in your in your mind, things that 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 failures and sins and troubles and and the enemy just just has has torn things down. And you come into a place. Sometimes it happens in church. I know a lot of people think church just ought to be easy, but here we are wanting to see the word of God put out and things done for God, and it's a labor. It takes builders. It takes people that are ready to get involved in the process of laboring. So often I see people just give up. I see people lose out on God because they thought, I'm going to pray, and then boom, it's going to be done. Hey, God opens a door for us. God shows us mercy. It's already been said about His grace, His goodness. Amen. But if you want something built... You want, a, you want healing in your home? Amen. You want healing in your heart and in your mind? You can look around and see other people that seem like they have it. God, God bless them. But you know what? They got where they are through a building program. Amen. They got where they are step by step. Step one hard day after another. putting, Making decisions that were going to take them in the right direction. Amen. You can be discouraged. I know what it's like. You can f- feel hopeless. There's been times I've been there, done that for sure. Amen. But you know what? At the end of the day, i got to keep moving forward, keep on building, keep on dreaming. Amen. Keep on praying and keep on laboring for the kingdom of God. There are times I'm looking at things in my life, even today. Church, listen to me. That not everything's been happened the way I, I, I see it needs to happen. I still believe God's got greater things for the church. Amen. Got greater things in my life and in my ministry and in your lives and your ministries. Amen. And sometimes I'm looking ahead and I'm saying, God, it just seems so far away. It seems like I'll never be able to reach it. But today I've got to take the right steps. Today, I've got to deal with the battle. Listen, God's timing is real. And it's always so far ahead of what we always intend. But God knows what He's doing. Whatever it is for your family, for your future, for your career. Today, you got to say, Okay, God, I'm not where I want to be, but I want to be heading in that direction. I don't want to do anything that's going to set me back any longer. Amen. I don't want to do anything that's going gonna, to gonna, uh, delay what you want to do in my life. I can be so impatient. Amen. There's so many times, listen, young people that are looking to a future. Praise God. Maybe some that aren't so young. God's doing something in you. God's doing something in you. Amen. He's getting you in a place. Sometimes I say, I'm ready. And God says, oh, man, if I answered that prayer now, you'd be so sorry. If I did what you want me to do right now, but there's there's a building process that I've got going on in you. I, I'm doing something in you to bring some healing, that you're going to need to be a blessing. I'm doing so. Are you hearing me today? I'm doing something in you to build some strength in you, so that you can be the leader God's calling you to be. I'm putting something in you so that you can stand against adversity, because adversity will come. I'm going to put some things in you that will settle you and establish you. I'm going to put some things in you that are going to strengthen you and, and, and bring the gift that I put in you to pass and bring it to fruition. But it's a process. It's a process. Just like any building project. I've heard it so many times. Maybe it seems cliche to you, but let me say it again. I don't know a lot about I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't build a home. I couldn't. Uh, I, I'm not a carpenter. I, uh, there's not a lot of that. I'm, I'm not too handy. But, uh, you know, when you see somebody painstakingly putting together a foundation. Ezra talks about that foundation that was laid. When they lay that foundation of that new temple, there's people shouting. People getting excited. There's other people remembering the good old days and they're weeping. Amen. Some of the elders are saying, oh, look how, look at what we had and look where we are today. And the weeping and the shouting is all mixing together. But you know what? They're moving forward nonetheless. Amen. Sometimes I, I don't understand what, uh, what all goes into that. I don't understand sometimes the, the, maybe the, the price and the, the, the labor that goes into a foundation. Amen. But I realize that when it's all said and done and I'm saying, God, I, I just, I, I'm just trying to figure out what color carpet I want. Amen. Well, how are we going to paint the walls? You know, I, you know, we're worried about, about just things that are maybe just, just what I like. But the real, the real value of how that's going to last, the real value of how that is going to stand the test of time is going to go into some of the things that God is doing underneath the surface. Amen. Praise God. And it's a process. Somebody needs to hear this. It's a process that I sat down last night and just just everything that had been on my heart and things I've been jotting down all through the week, I said, God, it's, I just feel like it's all coming together. And, and this is what we need to hear. It's, not, it's, a, it's, a, it's a labor. It's not always easy amen if you think just getting up here and, 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 and smiling and, and pacing and, 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 and shouting a little bit is, is easy and uh-uh, it, it takes people working together amen there's a lot more that's going on behind the scenes I wish everybody realized that thank God for a Sunday morning service thank God for a Sunday evening service thank God for a Wednesday night service but thank God for people that are laboring throughout the week people that are praying people that are reaching out people that are encouraging families that are growing in and taking the Word and building it into your lives. It's not easy. It's not easy to be set in your ways and have everything the way you like it and then all of a sudden God says, yeah, but here's a better way and start incorporating that. Incorporating that in how you talk to one another at home. Incorporating that in how you how you have your marriage and your, and, and your family and, and how you take it to your job. You've been doing this for so long. And God says, hey, uh, you got a lot of knowledge. You've got a lot of understanding, but but I don't want you to take the knowledge that you have and build a fire with it and burn somebody with it. I want to teach you how to take everything you know and hallelujah, and be able to build something that's going to be a finished project. Build something that's going to be something you can dwell in. Amen. Good homes aren't aren't don't just happen. Amen. They're built. Amen. Uh, good, good relationships, good, good marriages—they they don't just happen; they're built. Amen. And there's, a, there's, having, having a, a move of God, having revival—it doesn't just happen. You got to have laborers in this. Somebody that gets it, somebody that has a vision and says, "I know where we're headed." You, I've got some foresight. Amen. I want to see. You know what Bible talks about training up children. In the way they should go, Amen. It's it's not all just look how cute they are. It's thinking, hey, how, how do I get them to where they they have uh, uh, they know God, where they have a healthy outlook on who they are and what God says about them, Amen, and, and what they can be and who they can be, Amen. How how can I how can I do that? That's not always that's not easy ever. It's easy buying buying uh, cute outfits, Amen. It's like picking out paint colors. But when you're staying up at night praying, when you're there when there's tears and there's heartache and you're helping and you're blessing and you're and, and you've got wisdom when you don't know. Amen. I've been there already where I've I've told my my grown children where and that we're still at home, you know, telling them, "Hey, I've been where you are, but I've never been here." I got to pray. I've got to find God's will. I got to have wisdom to help you. Amen. Keep your, keep, help me tell you what you need. Amen. That takes some time. If there's somebody in this church and they're doing good and they're blessed, there have been sleepless nights, there have been battles, there's been hurts that they've had to get through and overcome. Amen. Nobody's had an easy road. Nobody's had an easy road. Maybe if you've just got this and you've been maybe two or three days old in Jesus... Amen. You can say, "Woo! this is great. This is easy. Why doesn't everybody live for God? Let me drop down here a little bit. One more thing before we. Uh, Ezra 4. Before anybody says, I hope he's not going through the whole book. This is my last scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. Ezra 4. So they're laboring they're putting up a temple they're putting up an altar they're putting in a in a foundation they got the they got the footer poured amen okay. Ezra 4 verse 1 says now when the adversaries somebody say the enemy, the enemy. Yes. now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin a lot of people forget don't go to bed and get up in the morning and go on your way and not realize you're in a battle yeah. right. I mean you're gonna be hit from all sides when things are going well right. yes, amen that's what the that's just We see it over and over and over. Something's wrong. It just, it's gotten hard and the enemy's coming against me. No, you're doing good. Just gotta learn how to fight the enemy. Huh. I know. I understand. I've just been in this long enough that I don't let myself get too worked up. Say, I, I gotta be a laborer. I gotta be a builder. I've gotta be, I've gotta, I've gotta be faithful and I've got an enemy. Yep. You know what they did in the book of Nehemiah when they're building the wall? They would have a trowel, using that for mason work, in one hand, building the wall, and the other hand have a weapon at the same time. Say, I could do this a whole lot easier if I didn't have to defend myself against an adversary. Yeah, I know that's right, but that's just what we're dealing with. There's always going to be distractions. There's always going to be frustrations. Look what it says. Look what it says. Now the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity built the temple unto the Lord God of Israel. Anytime you start wanting to do something for God and building something for God and you've made your mind up that I am gonna, I'm going to see this through, you're going to fight a battle. Amen. I know people, I don't understand why it wasn't like this before I came to church. Well, the devil, if I had you, he was your buddy. He wanted to keep you happy. Hey, I like where you are. But once you start being a threat against his kingdom. Then they came to Zerubbabel and to the chief of the fathers and said unto them, Let us build with you. Here's some more of that idea of the... We talked about Solomon's servants, the Nethanines. It says they, some of these adversaries... You know the devil tries to slip in acting like an angel of light, the Bible says? The Bible says they came to Zerubbabel. Who? The adversaries. And to the chief of the fathers and said, let us build with you. Who wouldn't like a helping hand? Who wouldn't appreciate that? Amen. Oh, you're here to help? Great. Let us build with you, for we seek your God. Words are cheap. As ye do. We do sacrifice unto him since the days of Haddon, the king of Esser. Which brought us up hither. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers of Israel, Israel said to them, You have nothing to do with us to build a house unto our God. But we ourselves together will build unto the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, hath commanded us. Just a brief word. I hear this so often and I understand it. Trust me. It's not something I'm just blowing off or have not, don't pray about regularly and consider. But I hear people very very naive and very, very little experience start throwing around the idea of we all ought to be unified. We ought to just join hands with everybody. We're all doing the same work. Can I tell you, this kind of scriptures are all through the Word of God. These people came and said, we worship God like you did. And they said, no, you don't have, you're not us. Amen. We got Unity is so important, and we want to reach out and love people. But I'm going to tell you what, there are some non-negotiable principles of the Word of God that we all have to stand on. Amen. And compromise is not an option. These were enemies that were going to distract them, you'll see in a minute, which first tried to make a peace treaty with them. Let us help you. Oh, you don't have the same vision. You don't have the same. You don't, you don't serve God like us. Oh, no. Look what it says, Zerubbabel and Yeshua, the rest, they say, you have nothing to do with us to build us a house under our God. But we ourselves together will build under the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus, king of Persia, hath commanded us. Well, praise God. Amen. Hey, we're all the same. You know, we, you know, we, we pray to Mary. It's okay. We still serve the same God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Amen. Oh, we, you know, we, 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 we love Jesus too. We pray, but but uh, we don't believe you got to just have a walk with God. You know, we believe you're just going to sin all the time, word, thought, and deed. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's not what this word says. Amen. Say, oh, we all believe the same thing, do we? Do we? I believe in the gift of the Holy Ghost for today. I don't believe it's done. I don't believe it's passed. I don't believe, I certainly don't believe it's the devil. Amen. I believe we need it for today. Hallelujah. Oh, we're the same. Praise God. Well, I'm filled up with God's power. How about you? We can be the same. Why don't you just repent of your sins? Be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Cause this promise is unto you. Amen. Well, praise God. People, but look what happened. It says they said, we can't, you can't do it. Then, verse 4, Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building. If I can't join you, I'm going to weaken your hands. Anybody been there? You feel like the enemy is just oppressing you? Slowing you down? You feel like your prayers are being hindered? Feel like that peace is trying to be stolen from you? You feel your spirit vexed? I'm talking to somebody here today. Amen. Bible says they hired counselors against them. Listen now, to frustrate their purpose. I'm going to end on this. This process of building we're in. This process of getting from where we are in the mess that we're in to build and grow and be everything God wants us to be in our lives, in our families, in our church, in our community. Amen that process that we're going to have to work at, labor at together, yeah. the enemy is going to try to frustrate our purpose. Right. Two things I want you to take with you today. Number one, it's a process. It's a, it's a labor. Yeah. Right. It's, a, it's a building program. Amen? Yeah. To get where you need to be. Don't get discouraged that it didn't happen overnight, that you're not where you want to be yet. Keep building. Keep growing. Keep learning. You're, you're heading there. Let that process work. But also recognize the enemy, the adversary, is trying to frustrate your purpose. What does that mean? Try to take the purpose. Why did you start this? I, I know it seems I, I don't know why people don't just want to have plain, good, mature conversations that they need to have, but sometimes it's not confrontation saying, "Hey, why did you start this?" What was the purpose? Sometimes people start with the wrong purpose, but they end up finding God's purpose along the way. But once you have God's purpose, amen, all things that are, that, that work together for good who are the called according to His purpose, when you recognize His purpose and your place in His purpose, the devil's gonna do everything He can do to cause you to forget and frustrate the purpose. Because if you forget why, Amen. The problems will overwhelm you and cause you to slow down, be distracted, and quit ultimately. Oh, I've never quit. I've said many, many, many that have fallen away. Let me tell you, there's a purpose of what God is doing in your life. There is a purpose in why you fight. There's a purpose in why you pray. There's a purpose in why you're faithful. There's a purpose in why you say no to temptation and yes to God. There's a purpose in why we shout and why we reach out to God and why we call on Him. There's a purpose why we're learning and growing and getting into the Word of God. To build His kingdom. To build His purpose in our lives. To have that peace that passes understanding consistently in us. To have that peace and that, 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 that wholeness in our families, in our homes. To have a move of God in the church today that can not only help us and strengthen us, but break chains and help people get free from sin. To affect the community. To affect those that are broken. To affect those that are bound. Amen? But when we lose sight of the purpose, we get reckless. Amen? When we lose sight of where we want to be, we can take the word of God. We can take the things we know, the things we love and destroy our family, destroy our husband, our wife. We can tear down with things and say, "Hey, I just love God." No. What about the purpose? Amen. It's not to hurt, it's not to but it's to build, it's to heal, it's to it's to labor for God's purpose. The enemy will try to throw you off by frustrating the purpose. I'm not sure why you may have come to church today. But I want to tell you, God's got a purpose for you. God's got a place for you. Some of you are trying to figure that out, trying to find that. That's all right. Some of you are well on your way, but you know there's more. Amen. There's higher heights. There's deeper depths. And if you lose sight, if the enemy distracts you from that purpose, he'll have victory over you. I know a lot of folks say, "Well, the devil's just trying to get me down." Oh, he's got bigger purpose than that. He wants to distract you from God's purpose in your life. I, I, I wish, I wish everybody could understand that having a bad day is not the devil's ultimate goal for you. The devil's been fighting me all day. You know, I just, you know, my, uh, you know, I ran out of gas. Well, I, you know, maybe, maybe you had something to do with that. Yeah, right. You know. Maybe maybe some of the things that, that but but I'll tell you what the devil is doing. He's trying to take all the experiences of that are difficult in your life and trying to get you off focus, frustrate you from the purpose of God. That He's working right now in your life. It's not easy. Listen to what I'm saying. This this book opens up with A temple that has been destroyed, broken down to the ground, and a big job to do. We go over to the book of Nehemiah talking about that wall. The wall was so, such a mess, such a, such a chaotic mess that they couldn't even, couldn't even navigate their, their their, their donkeys and their camels through the mess. There was cleanup before they could even build. And sometimes we look at our lives and there's a lot of cleanup. A lot of, a lot, of a lot of rubble. A lot of things where we say, you know what should be standing there, but it's not. You know what should be a part of my life, but it's not. And you can stand there, it'd be I told people all the time, it'd be like like a flat tire sitting along a highway and just sitting there looking at saying, Man, that thing should have air in it. <laughs> that thing should be round the whole way around, not just at the top. <laughs> And start thinking about how unfair it is. And how problems always happen to me. And woe is me. And you know what? Another day goes by and you're sitting by the road. And you got to get dirty and you got to start working at it. See, the book of Ezra doesn't start off with, you know what? Here's how we got here. But what are we going to do to move forward? A lot of people want to focus on you know that's kind of man's way that's the philosophies of a of a day that's trying to find find the best help they can do without God psychiatric care that'll say well tell me about your childhood hey let's let's look. Forget those things that are behind and look unto Jesus. Let's know that He's a healer. He's a helper. And if we start making steps toward Him one day at a time, we're going to get there. Amen. Those promises will be realized. Those, problems will be, those, those, rather those, those promises will be realized. Those promises will be fulfilled. God's got a plan, a purpose, but the enemy's trying to frustrate it. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Hallelujah. It's a battle. It's a battle. There's a spiritual battle going on. The adversary sees what God is doing in your life. Sees the path you're on. Sometimes we don't see it. It's hard for us to see just what God is doing sometimes. But the enemy, he's seen it time and time again. What happens when somebody just gets sold out? Somebody gets their mind made up, I'm going to be a laborer. I'm 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 signing up for this process. I want to be a builder in the kingdom of God. I want to start working toward a solution. I want to see God's best in my life, in my home, in my church, in my in my community. I want to see God start working. You got to start right where you are. You got to start right there with a surrender to God to say, "Lord, I can't do it on my own." I can't do it on my own. I make bigger messes. The more I try, the more I I fail. I need you. God's got a purpose for you. God's got a purpose for you here right now. You're not where you're going to be. But day by day, continue to to seek him pray and continue to be faithful and God's God's going to start pulling down the strongholds God's going to start working in your life oh hallelujah appreciate these coming to pray how about you how about you the devil's trying to frustrate your purpose the enemy's trying to overwhelm you with
1: with
0: the adversity God's greater than that enemy. God's greater. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. God, you're so good. You're so good.
0: You are great. Lord, thank you, Lord. What you're going to find is God's got everything you need to finish the task at hand. got desires. You've got dreams. You've got prayers you want to see answered. Oh, God's working. God's working. Take it one day at a time. Thank God for what he is doing in your life. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. I know sometimes people have such a confused idea of what it means to be a Christian. You look around and see people excited for God's presence, excited for the blessings of God and wonder why they're fighting battles. Wonder why they're laboring Some days, the enemy's trying so hard to frustrate them, and it's difficult. Listen, we're all fighting battles. We're all fighting battles. The difference is we believe, and it's all working together toward that purpose. God's building something in this last day. He's building in us, building men and women that aren't just and phony, but they've got real healing in their hearts, real strength, real victory in their lives. Doesn't mean it's always easy, but you're fighting battles and you're winning them. Hallelujah. Building families that pray, that are faithful, that are dedicated to God. Building a church. It's on fire with revival. That loves people and can see people set free and seeing the power of God transforming lives. Be a part of the process. Be a part of what God is doing. Whenever we get focused on ourselves and what we like, it's always a, a step back. We've got to keep our eyes on that purpose. The enemy's trying so hard to frustrate that. But today... We're shining the light on him so that we can go on and keep on laboring, keep on building for the kingdom of God. Let's all stand, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in us. Thank you so much, Lord, for helping us and blessing us, God. Lord, we love you and we thank you for, Lord, letting us be a part of your family, God, and a part of this, Lord, what you're building, your purpose. God, I pray that you would strengthen each one and Lord just help us to find that strength, find that peace in you and to continue on. Lord bless each one now I pray God use us, to shine a light Lord in our neighborhood and our jobs in this community God and I pray you just bring souls in for your glory. We love you, we praise you, keep us safe as we travel. we ask it all in Jesus name. everybody said Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.